Hey, everybody, and thanks for tuning in to the Effort of Community Church weekly podcast, a conversation with our pastors and leaders meant to continue encouraging you to know God, know freedom, know purpose, and make a difference. Hey, Effort of Community Church family, great to be with you. I'm here with Barry Whistler, founding pastor of Effort Community Church. And also now president of Harvest Nut. Before we get into that, I just want to say 37 years you were pastoring? Yeah, long time. Wow. Tell me about uh, how did you get picked? Did you know from the beginning when you guys were all meeting in your parents' basement that this was a calling? Or uh, There were some other good no, names I, in that room too, right? Yeah, there were. Well, there were three of us that started the church together. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I did you know, a nice amount of the teaching, so mm-hmm. I sort of... Actually, in the beginning, there were three of us with no senior. It was a co-equal thing. Mm-hmm. And then eventually the other two came to me and asked if I would take a lead role, which I agreed to. Yeah. So I, don't, I never had aspirations or a call to be a pastor. I just did the work and yeah. ended up with the, the job. No, it's beautiful. I just want to commend your gift of teaching, too. I, was, I mentioned something to you over the weekend, but... Um, I, I'm just really familiar with how much work some of you have put into making sure that the things you've seen in the Spirit are also backed up and attested to in the Scriptures. Like when I look at some of Randy Clark's work that he does, I mean, he's he's a scholar. Right? Yeah, Randy's he's actually raised the bar on theology with the charismatic movement, which That's I'm right. happy for. He's done a good job. Well, he's, you're you're no slouch either. I just want to commend you that oh, there is no you. doubt when you find a topic like the one you just did this last weekend. Um, you've drilled in. I mean, you want to you want to make sure that this has not just not just that you're trying to prove something, but you're trying to allow the word, the historic written word, to come alongside what we're actually seeing yeah. the Spirit do, and it's really a profound thing. Yeah, the word needs to be the foundation for yeah. what we do. I had two mentors that were real kingdom men, so that encouraged me to read and develop it too. Yeah, and I think, truthfully, it's biblical. You heard me say this at a recent HarvestNet event, but I did a little study of how the Bible is used in the New Testament. So when the apostles in particular, they tend to grab Old Testament passages that help them to fully understand what they're experiencing. So what the Spirit's doing is always that beautiful dance between the now and what the Spirit's given a testimony to yeah. in the past. And so I, that's really what I experience when I hear you up front talking the, uh, on this particular topic, which we're going to dive into in a minute, is you are trying to make sure that we understand the Word has been attesting to mm. the very phenomenas and the pretty much the powerful movements we're seeing God do. And yeah. it's been doing it all along. So I, I, I deeply appreciated it. So Yeah, and we, I, think, I think the early church and still today, we look back and we interpret the Old Testament with the understanding that we now have, the revelation that we have through Christ. So it makes sense once you see that. Yeah, so I want to dive into the sermon for a little bit, then I'm going to save some time toward the end to talk a little bit about HarvestNet and what's going on there and all that's exciting. So let's dive into the the topic. Man, the the already and the not yet, right? Mm, Yeah, Um, yeah, let's talk a little bit about it because it seems to be the heart of it. Yeah, it's not my phrase. Uh, Other theologians have used it, but it helped me understand all the different approaches that Scripture takes towards the kingdom, that it is here and yet it's still coming, and then there's a future aspect. And some people, you know, will deny one or the other when I actually think you have to hold them all in tension Mm -hmm. simultaneously. Mm -hmm. It helped me make sense of some things that were perplexing. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, particularly. It did me too. I mean, I heard you do this teaching or a version of it. I think this one is another angle on the same teaching. But I remember when I was thinking through the frequencies of healings or the frequencies of certain signs and wonders and admitting yeah. we 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 don't always see God move. No. But then at other moments, it's so clear that you can't deny. And it yeah. seems so seamless and easy yeah. that you, you <laughs> need to have a thick theology under that to be able to hold yeah. what you're looking at. And I think this provides it. Yeah. And without this, I think people try to fix blame then. You know, is it the yeah. person's lack of faith that they weren't healed? Is it the person that prayed for them? You know, yeah, didn't have enough. God just right? fickle and just every now and then does something good, but generally doesn't. And I think this helps explain it. Plus, the fact that the kingdom keeps coming gives me hope and faith that mm -hmm. we will see more and more healings. Um, I think towards the day of the Lord's return, we'll, I think there'll be just even more power than what we see today. Yeah, and, uh, and I have to say that that was one of the other things I really appreciated in the teaching was, first of all, great diagrams. I mean, I don't know why. I'm, I love to see a good diagram up oh, there the to charts. help me. Yeah, the charts, yeah. yeah. I rarely um, use charts, but it helps. Enough. Oh, man, I don't know. It worked for me, just that whole thing like, okay, here is this age, and then the age to come, and then the overlap, and then... The frequency with which God wants to inter intervene or, or intersect. Yeah. Um, and the kingdom is increasingly coming. I mean, that is one of the messages yeah. that you carry on your heart is, well, first of all, you carry what I call a kind of uh, a kind dissonance. You're a little frustrated. The dissonance is you're a little tired of people talking about the end times being I am. depressing. I am. Right? I'm cynical about their exactly. stuff. Um, but, yet, but the real authority, I think, that you're carrying this is like you're seeing God come among us with increased frequency. I know we're seeing it here in this community. Yeah, it's true. <clears throat> it's, it's, for me, it's just great to watch. The, chart, the, the basic chart I, I didn't invent. Mm -hmm. But the successive interventions was my addition because I believe there are outpourings that I think historically are getting closer together and more mm -hmm. frequent around the world. And I think that's just a sign of the, the continual coming of his kingdom. That's right. And, you know, if, you, if, you, if you've been a part of Effort of Community Church recently, I, I, I really appreciate the fact that we are – not just even just believing for that increased frequency, but being willing to let God's desire for increased frequency be among us. Because right. there's another thing. I don't think we're actually making anything happen. I think we're keeping no. up with something the Lord's doing at the moment. Yeah, I think when you try to make things happen, you get into hype and you try to con either you're convincing God or convincing yourself about healing. But it's another thing to have faith and just watch God work. That's right. I mean, He's even doing this, a lot more. This past weekend, Kevin just gave us a report because, you know, we're even trying to figure out how do we restore the reports that come back because if you steward them yeah. inappropriately it looks like you are trying to build hype but right. then if yet you don't talk about them um you're not giving testimony to what god's doing like we yeah. had one this weekend i don't know if you were i think it was sunday morning um i was over in the first steps room and kevin at the end shared i think five words that came in yeah. one of them was um a person with a, a pain in the elbow and they actually called out the section of the of the auditorium well that a yeah. person came forward who had broken their elbow about this time last year and was experiencing significant pain yeah it's amazing healed in the moment I mean, yeah. this person. Is that right? I didn't hear that. Healed. I know um, they gave a name, and uh, Kevin told me that the, the name, the pronunciation of the person's name was very close to what the. Person oh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, incredible. that was another topic. That, a different that was a. That was, I believe that was someone with. Yeah, uh, we it, it perfectly described them, even what they were wearing. I think we said right. a, a we said Alyssa, and it was Alicia or something, something like, like that. that. It was so close, yeah. and I, 
you know, they, we are learning. That's right. And it's okay to, we have to step out to learn, but the accuracy is getting very yeah, good. It's pretty, it's, it's pretty, just it's pretty average people. This isn't some major, um, yeah. you know, superstar that travels around the world wowing people. This is, these are church folks yeah. right here. I think effort. one of my favorite, my favorite testimonies that came out of the weekend was when Kevin said, you know, there's someone who, is has anger in their family, yeah. and um, and they're, you're about to resign yourself that it's an inevitable part. Yeah. And uh, a woman came forward. Matter of fact, the section of the room was called out again, um, really? and the woman came forward and simply said, "I don't know if it can, can be because I'm not even sure if I believe in this dynamic of what's going on here." Yet, really? took that step. You know, it was a it was a someone recently well involved in what we might consider a kind of plain clothes community. Mm. But anyway, this this person then began to share about what went on in their family, mm. and Kevin himself prayed over it. And you know, Kevin. I mean, if, if any of you know our lead pastor, Kevin, which I'm sure if you're watching this podcast, you likely do. You know, he's not a big sensationalist. He's not doing anything. He's praying over yeah. this person. And and he felt the pray over them that it wasn't that the Lord was just going to take it away. He was going to place something in its place, right? And the yeah, woman received right. joy. And he said she just sat in the front row sitting there laughing. Really? Um, wow, you know, trying great. to almost, because of their her, her background, trying to suppress it. But yeah. it was just it was just wonderful to see I someone lo- sitting there receiving something to take the place of yeah. something. So. I love that. I think God loves to surprise us, even if we're not sure we believe. I mean, there, well, the one theory is that you have to believe harder and harder and more, mm-hmm. and then you get it. But I think he likes to surprise people that are struggling with belief or not even sure it's real and yeah. just do things like that. Yeah, I'd like, uh, like to give any speaker who's, who's shared a chance to, what, what, do you, what, what did you get? Let me put it this way. Sometimes I get done and I'm like, oh, man, I wish I would have doubled down on that topic or I wish I would have added this or I wish I would have. So I just want to give you a second. Like if you could go back and have – not changed, but added something that you had to cut out because you were prepping, what would it be? Or when you look at it, what would you like to reiterate from the weekend? I I know one thing I only touched on in the end that actually impacted Kevin because he talked to me about Mm -hmm. it, but where Jesus saw his disciples praying for the sick and casting out demons. And I don't know if the scripture says he was happy or excited. Yeah, I'm going to share on it this week. Are you really? Good. Because, and that is significant. And then he saw Satan fall. Mm -hmm. And I said that I think he's still happy and still watching Satan fall when we, you know, pray for the sick. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just nice. I just thought that 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 could be developed more. I didn't look at the passage and the meaning of the words and stuff. But well, I'll leave that hint. to you it's this exact, Sunday. It's the exact passage I was. Um, I matter of fact, Great. I shed a tear this morning in our huddle because Kevin came in. He has had a repeated vision of Jesus laughing multiple times in worship That's over the true, last year. Yes, yeah. And he said he didn't know what to do with it. He just left it sit. And yeah. he said it was while you were speaking, uh, he was drawn to that Luke 10 passage where. Yeah. Jesus is full of joy in the spirit after yeah. the 72 return. It just so happens that I spoke on that t- topic last week at ICL. Kevin then calls me and asks me if huh. I'll cover the sermon this week, cool. which I'll be on this week. And that was the exact passage I was going to comment on. Because here's a little fun tip. Luke cuts out all emotion in Jesus. Matter of fact, he, yeah, true. he takes eight he, you know, he he's reading the book of Mark while he's uh, reading his own gospel. Right, he right. takes eight instances where Mark expresses Jesus having emotion. He removes them all, and he inserts one time Jesus having emotion, and it's when that one, this one, when the seventy. Well, he's a medical return. doctor. He's trying to record 
accurately for yeah, you know, folks what's happening. But that that I thought that was significant that it mentions his joy. His joy. Yeah. And I think it's happening now. I mean, I, I know at the end of when I, the one message, I think it was Sunday, when I went to turn the meeting over to Kevin, I noticed him hesitate. Yeah. And then he told me later that there was something going on he, was, he wasn't really sure what to do with. Mm-hmm. So that would be one thing I thought, wow, that could be developed more. I'm glad and you're doing I, it. And I was already working on it. So I just, Perfect. you know, I had a tear in my eye this morning because I'm like, oh, Lord, you're on to something here. Yeah, you're trying to give exactly us a hint right. about something. So I am really looking forward just so there's a little preview of what I'm going to be up to this week. And so don't spread it all. You just destroyed my sermon note, right? <laughs> so just hold on to it. It's all coming. Uh, but if you don't mind, I want to spend our last couple of minutes talking a little bit about HarvestNet, just so okay. everyone in our community knows. Um we are such a growing community. Just to let you know, 3,500 people, th- I'll repeat that, 3,500 people consider us their primary church home, meaning they attend at least once, more than likely twice a month. On an average Sunday now, we're experiencing about 1,900 among us. Um, wow. And so we have people who, this is a growing church. Yeah, um, now, uh, so some know you, some know you as the founding pastor who occasionally just comes back through, others barely know you. So I do want to pause here and say, that after 37 years of this church, what I consider to be one of the best church transitions that I know of uh, that have taken mm-hmm. place over the last seven or eight years with Kevin, you went to Steward HarvestNet and uh, tell us a little bit about even that, that that founding vision of it and then a little bit about what's going on in this moment, you think? Okay. Well, I don't, again, I don't know that I set out to build I didn't set out to build an international network. We mm-hmm. planted a church and the church wanted to stay connected. Um, and we planted more, and then there's others found us. I mean, it did go international then years later. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot happening right now. It's pretty exciting. I mean, we're involved with the Ukrainian refugee crisis, mm-hmm. been raising funds. The local churches here in the area have been very generous. We have 21 churches in Ukraine, so I've been trying to stay in touch with some of the pastors that I can. We were just in, Cheryl and I and Steve were just in Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, visited three churches there, a new HarvestNet church, and then we're thinking about planting one in Dresden, mm-hmm. just sort of toying with the idea. So we, we spent a day praying and researching there. It's a university city, mm-hmm. and for some reason we just have been attracted to that. Then we went to Czech Republic, met with uh, leaders. There's a network of churches. Uh, the overseers are part of HarvestNet, so mm-hmm. it's 50-some churches, and we met with them. And the leader of the Czech Brethren, which is the original Hussite mm-hmm. uh, Protestant denomination, had a really good time with him, a great fellow. And then we went to, um, in the far western end of Czech, there's a church in Ostrovo where we're starting a new school of ministry. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty excited to have one in Europe. That's right. Not all the Europeans can get visas to come here, that's and right. I actually think it's better to take it to them. So that's the goal. Yeah, and I love, Barry, I love how you started that. Like, well, I, I knew I was following the Lord, not exactly sure that, didn't even have the vision for what I currently have at the moment, but it's grown into that. And it's, yeah. you know, as someone who really appreciates HarvestNet and looks in on it is, you, you, HarvestNet has a gift to equip the church flat out. I mean, mm-hmm. to simply put, especially... Indigenous leadership around the world in the majority world church, the church in Europe, it's it's looking for ongoing training and equipping mm-hmm. and formation. And I believe that's something that HarvestNet's up to. So super, yeah. super thrilled about the summits that you're running. There's an upcoming one in Albania taking place in May. Yeah, that's the European summit. Yeah. I usually will have, we should have at least 18 nations 
Oh, is it open invitation? Are people allowed to it is open. head there from here and be able to experience some of the yeah, stuff we, God's up to? We usually have some Americans that are there uh, just to make connections and to see what God's doing in Europe. Because mm-hmm. I think Europe's going to be a... I think there's going to be an awakening there. So yeah, me we're too. investing a I lot, think, and yeah. uh, I love Europe. Yeah. God's already doing a lot, but I think there's more coming. Oh, me too. Me too. I mean, I, I, I the, the Lord has a, a vision for it, and uh, I'm anxious to see how it plays out. Yeah, me and too. if you so, if you really are at all interested in something like that, uh, the Harvest Net Summit. I've been to the European Summit twice, and I have to tell you, it is a joy. You get to see some of the stuff that God's doing on the front lines of new evangelism, as well as restoration of the right. the existing church. There, it's exciting, exciting yeah, it stuff. Is. It's a lot of fun, right? So, hey, thanks, Barry, for. Being being with us. We yeah, really, really it. appreciate Thank it. For me. And uh, we hope that you uh, continue to get prepared in your hearts through this series, Your Kingdom Come, as we lead up to Easter. Easter is fun. I was just in a meeting this morning where we're planning what the to, to, how to partner with the Spirit and pulling off that gathering on Easter weekend, so plan to be there. And also, if you know someone who might be interested in baptism, we still have some slots that are available on Easter, mm-hmm. both the 6 o'clock and 10 o'clock services. So if you've been thinking about it or you're aware of someone, We'd love to see people take the step toward baptism. Yeah, amen. Yeah, here, here. So, hey, we appreciate you. Have yourself a wonderful week. Hey, thanks again for joining us today. We hope that you've been encouraged by listening and that you'll join us again next week. You can listen to previous episodes, find additional resources, and, of course, learn more about us by visiting EffortofCommunityChurch.com. Community